Well, hello everybody. It is October 14th. We're, we're a couple days late with our formal pod. I'm Rich Poland. And this is Stacey Hand. And uh, we're bringing to you our first post Ryder Cup edition of uh, Ticket to Ryder, our Ryder Cup podcast. We're going to recap uh, some of the things we saw at the Ryder Cup today and, and of course, go over the, uh, the tournaments which have transpired since, since we last talked to you. Uh, it's been a great couple weeks uh, on both the European Tour and, and the PGA Tour, Stace. Yeah, it really has, man. It's been some great tournaments. And, and of course, we love the European tournaments. You know, we get Because it, it, for us, it's like the build up to the Ryder Cup, right? Like guys, we're, we're checking guys who are going to possibly make the Ryder Cup team, guys who are up and comer. So we love, the, we love European Tour golf. It's great. It's, so, also, it's also nice. It's nice. We live on the West Coast, so it's nice to wake up, you know, early in the morning when normally the only stuff on TV is like infomercials and repeats, and be able to turn on some live golf from beautiful places like, uh, yep. like Spain and 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 St Andrews and yeah, it's been yep. a, it's been a, yeah, it's great. It's been what a, what a good what a good good. I mean, you know, I, I was impressed with the last you know the tournament, the last tournament, the European Tour tournament. Is the Dunhill, and we all know that's one of the big tournaments, and a lot of the Ryder Cup guys are in that tournament. And what a good, good win by Danny Willett, man! He was phenomenal, and it, and it's nice to see an ex Ryder Cupper win, right? It is, the and guy Dan- who struggled a little, and now he's winning. It's all he won. It's awesome. It, it it is really nice to see, and and you know, hopefully Danny Willett will be playing more in America this year. Uh, but uh, you know he went to where did he go to school? He went to was he in East Tennessee State? He, I know he went to, to college in the U.S. You know I'm not sure where he went. Was it East? Was it East Tennessee State? I, I I'm pretty sure he went to college in the U.S. There was a wonderful article uh, that I would recommend anybody who's a subscriber to the Athletic. The Athletic does a does a great job with golf. Uh, but Brendan Quinn, who we will talk about later. Uh, wrote a great article about kind of the origin of European golfers coming to America. And my favorite story was uh, that in the 70s, Sandy Lyle and Nick Faldo both came to the University of Houston. Oh, he went to Jacksonville State. Danny Willett went to Jacksonville State. Wow. Uh, You know what? That's where Danny Willett went. Uh, Danny Willett, I'm looking right now. Danny Willett went to... Jackson State University. Jacksonville State. Jackson State's yeah, well, a tradition. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Jacksonville State University. Yes, that's where he went. Same, same, same college, right? As yeah, yes. As as and Colin Montgomery went there. As Colin Montgomery. Yeah. And, the same college as Colin Montgomery. In, wow. in in the article by Brendan Quinn, he explained that that uh, Colin Montgomery came from a very formal upbringing in Scotland, and his father, when he decided to send him to the U.S. to play golf wanted to send him someplace in the middle of no place, nowhere so he couldn't get into any trouble. And that's how he picked Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, man. That must it's, be in the middle of nowhere, huh? It's in Alabama. It's not in, Jackson, it's not in it's Jacksonville, in Florida, wow. but it's in, it's in Alabama. And uh, so Danny Willett went there. And, you know, Danny Willett obviously is a Masters champion. And, and sometimes because his career has not, you know, ascended, we think of Danny Willett... Uh, as as a one hit wonder, but Danny Willett was really an up and coming uh, star when he won the Masters. Well, he wasn't really a one hit wonder. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, a couple guys imploded in that tournament. Uh, Jordan Spieth, right? Jordan and, Spieth and imploded. Yeah, Jordan Spieth yep. went into the water twice. I think at thirteen and uh, uh, twelve. Uh, and Danny Willett just shot the round of a lifetime. And yep. He played well. 
So Danny, we saw Danny Willett at uh, at Hazeltine, and he really looked lost. He, there had just been a controversy. His brother had kind of kind of made some some controversial comments, and Danny didn't play very well. So it's it's he's a good guy. It's nice to see him uh, back in the winner's circle. Yeah, it really is nice to see him back in the winner's circle. And- and like we said, that's a great tournament. I think he even played uh, the Shriners Open this past weekend, and he was great there. He, he did. I think mean, he's inside for uh, 15th. I think he, he was a, yeah, he had a, so what a great couple of weeks, right? He had a top 20 finish. Uh, it's fantastic. Top 20 finish. What a fantastic. But, you know, I mean, he really won that tournament, you know, the uh, Dunhill. There weren't many guys chasing him in that tournament. I mean, he was, he was, he had a huge lead. And there are some notables. I think he played in the final group. Shane Lowry, Lowry, who played well. Ty, Ty Hatton. Ty Hatton was Ty tied Hatton second. Played well. Yeah. So there are some good, good guys who played great in that in, those, in, those, in that tournament. Well, the year, and the Dunhill, of course, is kind of the the, the European equivalent of of the uh, of the of the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am. In yep. the in the you know at Pebble Beach, they play three great courses. They play uh, the first three days: Pebble Beach, Spyglass. And King's Barnes, and, King, yeah. and uh and then in they play King's Barnes, which is an amazing course. I, I played there before; it's a fantastic place. And yes, yeah, owned so, by an American, owned by an American, by the way, King's Barnes. Uh, so just just like the Pebble Beach tournament, then they come on Sunday and all play Pebble Beach at the at the Dunhill. They play three great courses: Carnoustie, uh, King's Barn, and uh, and St Andrews. And then on Sunday they play St Andrews. But, yeah. but both the European. Amazing, I mean, I played all those courses, and it, what an amazing place! I love it there, and that's a tournament I wish more Americans played. Billy Horschel, of course, played because he's he's going for the the, the cup, you know. But uh, the, the what do they call the Road to Dubai? Road to Dubai. He's really he's I think he's like second or third right now behind Colin Marikawa. But I hope Colin goes over and play and plays plays a little there because I think it'd be great for him to maybe win that. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, it was a good. It was a good two weeks on the European tour for guys who had played in the Ryder Cup, uh, and then subsequently their careers have have kind of struggled because Rafa Cabrera Bayo had an amazing uh, finish to beat his countryman Ar- uh, Arnaus in yep. Yep. in the Spanish Open. Uh, and when they played a, a one hole playoff, he made birdie on the uh, Rafa made birdie on the, on the first hole. And Arano's made uh, uh, par, so it was par. a great, great tournament. I mean, he made he played great. The first he wasn't putting well on Saturday, but then he turned around late in the round, uh, Rafa. But then he just played great on Sunday. So what a great win by a really good ex Ryder Cupper, but a really good champion on the uh, win, I mean player on the PGA Tour and the European Tour. Uh, and uh, you know of, of the of the Ryder Cuppers, uh, John Rahm. Uh, played in the Spanish Open as you'd expect him to. He's the two-time defending champion. Yeah. I think he kind of ran out of gas. Yeah, you know, he tied tied for seventeenth. He ran out of gas. He made a couple bad a couple bad decisions on Saturday that kind of put him out of the out of the tournament. But what a good play! I mean, after the Ryder Cup, a tough week and a tough loss. John Rahm comes back, and then Vern Beesberger tied for twelfth. Another good showing for him. Yep. Uh, so, of the of the Ryder Cuppers, the the PGA tournament, the first week was uh, at at Sanderson Farms a week ago, and uh, we, I, I will note by the way that uh, we're coming to you a few days late because we had some audio problems. We did record on Monday, but we had some audio problems, so so we're re-recording. Uh, 
in the Sanderson farm, Sergio Garcia played. He was the defending champion. So even though that was on the heels of the Ryder Cup, he, you know, fulfilled his obligations and came and played Sanderson. Um, but Sam Burns, boy, what a great start to the season Sam Burns yeah. and Max Homa have had. Yeah, those, I mean, I got to say, Rich, right now, those two guys are probably going to make the, uh, the President's Cup. And I'll, I'm going to say an outside chance uh, to, to make the next Ryder Cup. And those are, I mean, just think, Rich, if we can get Sam Burns and Max Homa on that team, that team will be really young and really, really good. And I don't think the Europeans can beat us for a while if those two guys were to replace some of the old, well, I would say older guys, but they're no older guys. There's DJ not a lot of old DJ's, uh, DJ's the oldest guy. Uh, yeah, at 30, what's DJ, 34? 30, I think, yeah, I think he's thir- mid-30s. 36? Okay, yeah. I mean, just think we can get Sam Burns that play his way on the team and Max Homa. That will be, that. I think they've been unstoppable for a bit. Uh, absolutely. Sam Burns Sam Burns has, has uh, just been a revelation, really. He's entered now the top 20 in the world for the first time. Uh, and has just been fantastic. He, you know, fantastic player, and he seems like a really good guy. I kind of knew Sam Burns is going to be a good player when he was. Uh, he got paired with Tiger Woods in a tournament, and Tiger was like, "Man, this kid's a good player." And Sam Burns, I think he played better than Tiger that, I, that tournament. I, you know what? I remember that. Uh, I remember that as well. And then last week, uh, they played the Shriners, first of two consecutive weeks in Vegas. And boy, uh, Sunjay M was absolutely fantastic. I think he shot 63 on Thursday and 62 on Sunday and, yeah. and won the tournament yeah. by, by, by four. But a great uh, performance by Matthew Wolf, who seems to be getting his game back together. He seems to be getting his game back together, and most importantly, he's getting his head back into it and being a, in a better place in life, which, you know, that's what we really want for all these tour players. Because it's a tough road day to day and a tough tournament, and everyone can win on any given week. And it's hard to win out there. And you know a guy, Rich, that I really like is Adam Shank. You know, last year we covered him a bit because he played well down the stretch in a lot of tournaments. He was leading, but he couldn't close the door on Sunday. But he was great on Sunday. He uh, tied for three, for third with Leishman and Rory Sabatini. It, what it, a great showing by Adam Shank. And what a great name, right? It, it, it kind of it, it reminds you of Sam Burns before he broke through. Just you see him at the top of the leaderboard. Yes. Like, uh, like uh, Abraham Answer before he broke through. You know, it just yep. seems to always be in the mix. And I just tell you, Rich, when I mean, you look at that leaderboard, Sabatini third, Lonto Griffin tied for six, Adam Hadwin, Aaron Weiss. I just want to say, like, I think the American golf is in a really good place with these young guys that are hoping to make the Ryder Cup team, like Sam Burns, Matthew Wolf, uh, and Max Homa, uh, Aaron Weiss. I mean, we are in a good place. We're, this U.S. is in a good place when it comes to the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, so yeah, it's the, really nice to see. The Europeans are going to need some of these young guys. Now, I was very happy for the Europeans to see that Rasmus Hoigard came over and played Shriners, and he's, he's playing uh, the CJ Cup this week as well. He's playing the CJ Cup as well. I mean, the CJ Cup's invitational, right? Uh, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, because there's no cut or anything. But that's great, so that means he's the top, what, 50 in the world, right? Or top... Well, he's been play, he's certainly been playing like that, and uh, you know, I think sometimes a lot of these European players sometimes they hide in Europe too long. Uh, I think you're right. You know, they have to get over here and play, and uh, I, you know, I think it'll only benefit his game because he's one of those guys that the Europeans have to count on to take one of those. You know, you have to assume that Poulter Westwood aren't going to be on the team again. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, and. 
that's not a bad thing for them, right? No, I mean, you know, the speculation is, and we're going to talk about captainships next week, is that if Westwood wants the captainship in, in, in Italy, he'll get it. Uh, but he may not, you know, he may not want it yet. Kind of like Phil could have had the captainship anytime he wants, but, you know, he's 50 and he wants to keep playing. So, you know, more power to him. He won, he won th- his third out of four starts on the, on the Champions Tour last week. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think that Westwood probably should take it at this point. I mean, he's done everything. He's not going to play the Ryder Cup. Uh, maybe maybe he will qualify, but maybe he could be a player's captain. He could be a player, a captain, and a play, and possibly play. Yeah, Ty, but, Ty, Tiger did that in the President's Cup last time. Yeah, I mean, I think Westwood would be great there. Spend more time being the captain. Because I think, I mean, he's a captain, Rich, that I could see being a captain a couple years in a row. Because I think the guys really like him because what he's done, you know? His career has been great. He's come back in an older as an older guy and played well the last couple of years. So I think guys really look up to Westwood, and I think he'd be a great captain. Well, I think I think for the Europeans, Westwood, Poulter, and Garcia are going to be, you know, probably, you know, four or five captainships amongst those three guys. Yeah, and then you have Casey. Casey's going to be Casey. the fourth guy in that group. And, and yeah. Casey, and then and then you have a little bit of a of a lull probably until you get to Rory. Victor, uh, do the song. Victor Dubuisson, Victor Dubuisson, you can really get it done, yeah. Yeah, and then John Wom, of course, is going to be a captain, but I, yeah. I, I don't think he'll be a captain right away. Well, that's, that's, they make my playing captain early on, you know, maybe five years from now, I yeah. don't know. Um, all right, so let's see, what 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 else? So Sunjay well, You M- talked about Phil, you talked about the championship, how Phil played well, beat Miguel Hanhel Jimenez, you know, by two strokes. And then there's some good showings by the Ryder Cup captain. So, Fierk was great in third. I think Flesh, Flesh and Fierk was in tied for fourth at nine under. Flesh was at third at ten under. And then you had Stricker tied for seventh at eight under. And Padraig Harrington tied for fifty-fifth. Uh, so, some good showing by some Ryder Cup captains, right? Well, I, you know, I... I... I hope Patrick Harrington gets his game together and compete on the senior tour. He's such a good, such a good guy. I mean, he's uh, a winner, Rich. He really is. I mean, think of the, the majors he's won and the tournaments he's won on the PGA Tour. I think he's going to. I think maybe he and Phil might go head to head out there on the Champions Tour. You know, I, I saw an interview with Patrick Herring with Patrick Patty Harrington earlier this week. Uh, and they were asking him about his game, and and he was he was like, yeah, you know, I, I do. He feels he can compete on both the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour, but he says it's just one shot here and there which just torpedoes him. They all they all, they also asked him why uh, why he thought uh, the Americans did so well or have been doing better, and he said it's because they've in the Ryder Cup they've basically adopted the principles of the European team, and that in the past. Nobody knew who they were going to play with. Everybody wanted to play all four sessions. There was no there was no structure. And now, you know, since Azinger and the pod system, there's structure. The guys know who they're going to play with. They know what their role is going to be. And that allows them to be successful. And whereas the European team had an intrinsic advantage for years and years, they no longer have one. They have it. Yeah, and they no longer have uh so many top. I mean, what's the average ranking? If you, if you, I mean, there's some. I was listening to, uh, on Golf Channel. Uh, they, you know, on Sirius, they did a ranking. The average ranking of the European Tour compared to the American Tour. So I think the average ranking on American Tour is like eight point five, and the average ranking on the on the European Tour is like I think in the high twenties. 
So yeah. that's the difference right there. That's the difference of twelve strokes if you really think about it, right? We looked I mean, at we looked at that before the Ryder Cup, and yeah, the, the there was a big difference. But at the same time, there was a big difference in Paris too, Stace. It was it was not really any different in terms of the world rankings in Paris. It's just that it, you know in Paris, a lot of the U.S. players didn't come in on form. It wasn't a course which suited their games. And the Europeans just rallied, and guys who were, who were out of form. I mean, Stenson was not in form leading into that tournament and played great. In, into that Ryder Cup and played great. Garcia was not in form leading and to that tournament great. and played great. You know, Holter played great, right? I mean, Holter played well. You know, guys guys who weren't in form played great. So and you only need a handful of guys that play great to kind of keep you in there, right? Have some, win some, and you have a chance. Right. But if you have you guys, have a chance at the last Ryder Cup. Right. I mean, you can hide guys. You can hide a few guys who aren't in form. If you remember at that Ryder Cup, you know they hid Phil. Phil only played one uh, of the of the uh, uh, Friday and Saturday sessions. They kind of hid Bryson DeChambeau, uh, who wasn't in form at the time. You can hide a couple guys. You can't hide, you know, six guys. You can hide three or four. You know, yeah, I agree. And you know, Rich, you brought up Bryson, which is very interesting, because you think about Bryson, I think he's going to be, he's only going to be a guy when he's at the Ryder Cup, he's only going to play like three three rounds probably, right? Absolutely. He's going to play two afternoons, and he's going to play the final. And that's pretty much it for him. Because with this wildness and how he plays, no one wants to play alternate shot with him. So I think his career at Ryder Cup is going to be, you know, Floorball, right? When he plays, that's what it's going to be, I think, right? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we've also been monitoring, you and I love, you know, the guy I probably, the two guys I root for probably more than anybody else on the PGA Tour are Tony Finau and Ricky Fowler. And yeah. and and uh, I think we said during one of our uh, podcasts at the Ryder Cup, someone was actually wearing a hat saying "Make Ricky Great Again." Yeah. But but oh it was my! Large, by the way, guys, it wasn't red. It, yeah, but you know, Ricky missed another cut at the at the uh, at the Shriners. Now he played very well today at the CJ. So oh, you know, yeah, finger okay. fingers How's crossed. How's he in the CJ Cup? What's that? I don't. I, it's an invitational. You know, Ricky. Ricky still. You know, uh, eyes go to the, eyes go to Ricky Fowler. He's still yeah. wildly popular. But I'm afraid. You know, I was, I was thinking of it. I'm afraid there's that old there's that scene at the beginning of Animal House, and I'm not going to play it this time because my video wasn't good, where where Kent Dorfman and Larry Kroger, the the wimp and the blimp, come into the the the, the Omega House, and and Greg Marmalard, you know, or, or Doug Niedermeyer shows them around, and 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 they say hi to, to say they say hi to guys, and then he he sits them next to Clayton and Muhammad and Juglish and all the other undesirables, so they'll never take, and I and I. You know, I worry that you know if another six months of this, that Ricky Fowler is going to be on the on the kind of washed up list with yeah. Jimmy Walker and Bill Haas and Hunter Mahan, guys who you know are are no longer threats to win tournaments or even to yeah. get top tens, even though they're relatively young. Their games have just I mean, deserted them. The biggest tournament he won was the players, but I think Hunter Mahan has won more tournaments than Ricky Fowler, right? I think so, and Hunter Mann won won playoff events. Ricky Fowler's never won a playoff event, but he did win the players. Yeah. yeah. Well, all the best to Ricky Fowler. Uh, again, we're, Ricky Fowler. when when we when we record our pod on Monday, hopefully we'll have good news to report next Monday about Ricky Fowler. Yeah. I hope so. I hope the CJ Cup. But I mean, I love the CJ Cup. What a beautiful course! 
course in Las Vegas. It's new. The Summit Club is one one fancy club in Las Vegas, and, and it looks like uh, Kalamar Kawa is a, a member there. He lives there now. And Kevin Kevin Sandra Shockley just Sandra Shockley just moved to Las Vegas. They just gave him the key to the city. I heard. Oh really? Day. Kevin yeah. Kevin Na is a, ma- a member of that club. Kevin uh, Na, also uh, uh, Maverick McNeely, and yeah. of course his girlfriend is a member of that club as well. So yeah. Well, we don't want to get. I don't want to get too much into into that tournament uh, because yeah. we will we will discuss it in full next week. Well, before we so there's one thing we need to cover yeah. before we get to the Ryder Cup, the ladies' tour. I mean, yeah. last week the Jin Young Ko went wire to wire at 18 under, beating Caroline Masson and uh, an American gal. But I tell you. She went wire to wire, 14 consecutive rounds in the 60s. That matches a 16-year-old record by Annika Sorenstan. That is good playing, my friend. These, w- these women are fantastic. I, you know, there, there are certain sports where, where we probably, in a somewhat misogynistic way, uh, you know, don't give the women enough credit. Um, women's golfers, women's tennis players, women's soccer players are absolutely uh, bona fide fantastic and and really they can awesome. do they can do anything the men can short of not hitting it as far and that's not their freaking fault it's not their fault and of course we love to highlight some of the great americans in this tour the uh, ladies tour uh jessica cordington is tied for six at nine under she actually beat her sister and she beat lexi thompson lexi tied for 12 at seven under and, and nelly quarter was at tied for 19th at five under but what a good tournament by jin young Ko, who's won a number of times on the uh, lpga tour so hats off to her and and nice play. And Annika, another record of yours goes down. Not too many of her records go down because she was a fantastic player. Arguably one of the best players on the on the LPGA tour. So ever. That, well, yeah. well so it's great. it's it's time. We're not going to do Ryder Cup standings because it would be pointless. But I'm I'm just going to quickly go over the President's Cup standings. We had not ha- seen an updated international team standings, and these the President's Cup standings are really weighed very heavily towards what's gone on recently. So, so on the international side, Sun J.M., who just won, is number one on the international tour standings. Louis Oosthuizen, who had a super year, number two. Cam Smith, who played very well today, again, number three. Abraham Anser, number four. Eric Von Royen, who had a wonderful kind of finish to his year, both on the European tour and on the American tour, fifth. And then Hideki Matsuyama. Mark Leishman vaulted up the international uh, list of finishing uh, tied third in uh, Las Vegas, followed by uh, Mr. Vegas himself, Johnny Vegas, uh, Mito Pereira, Mackenzie Hughes, uh, C.T. Pan, Corey Connors, uh, Adam Scott, Siwoo Kim, and Dylan Fratelli. And I can't imagine, Joaquin Neiman's got to be up there as well. Yeah, I was so. Right. And he'll be he'll be on the team. He was he was number three or four before this you know set came off. I'm I'm not I don't really I don't really buy that Joaquin Neiman's gone all the way out of the top fifteen. But you know, uh, he'll be yeah. back he'll be back in the top fifteen. He's 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 a major talent. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. He really is. For the for the U.S. side, it's basically if you take the twelve guys who are on the Ryder Cup team minus Kepka and Scheffler. Uh, Kepka's in 18th and Scheffler's in 14th. And then just basically it's all the same guys inserting Sam Burns, who's all the way up to 7th after his win, and Patrick Reed, who's in 12th. But as we've talked about, old, old Captain America may need to, to get in on points 
uh, for the conceivable future to, to get one of these bids. Yeah, I really think he's really, you know, for him to make another team because guys really don't like him, there's some trouble between him and how his wife and his brother reacts to things. I think it's going to be, he's going to have to play his way on these teams. And Patrick Reed's a great player, so he can play his way on these teams. So I think he's going to have to go without getting the captain's pick on either of these teams in the future. There was a discussion on the Golf Channel today about who, who uh, the I think it was Damian Hack, what, what, who they wanted to see as, as a captain. And one of them said Patrick Reed, and I'm like, I don't know that the I don't know that uh, Patrick Reed is is going to be a captain anytime soon, in spite of his uh, Masters win. And I mean, you know, Rich, I, I, I think he, I think you're right because I think if you look at players that haven't been a captain, captain, and we're going to review this in a couple of weeks. I mean, you think about Justin Leonard. Uh, well, think about guys that's been the past. Think about John Daly. Think think about John Daly. I think that's your comp. John Daly, wildly popular, won two majors, and 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 didn't even sniff, you know, you know, Ryder Cup as a captain's pick or or to be a captain. You know, they're just they don't want controversial figures. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think he was even an afterthought. No, no, he won two majors. You know, never 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 played in the Ryder Cup. I mean, I mean, think one of these. We need to do maybe one day we could do like Ryder Cups that won majors. And I'll tell you what, Rich, two majors. There are a lot of guys that are great players that may never win two majors. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it. Hey, look at the list of players out here that may never win. I mean, Kepka, Justin Thomas, all these guys have won. And Justin Thomas, he's only won one major. Yep. Will he win another one? Yes. Will Patrick Cantley win a major? Will Tony Finau win a major? Sanders Shoffley, who knows, right? Who knows? You, you never know, and that's the thing. You know, so, what has happened is I think now more than, you know, 20 years ago, there are more tournaments which are kind of surrogates. They're not majors, but, you know, the playoff events, the, the, the WGCs. P- players get cachet for winning those events. It's not, and the, TP, and, the, and the Players' Championship, it's not a major, but at least they can claim victory over an augmented field. Uh, as opposed, as opposed to you know, the, I, I hate to use him, the Kevin Na, who seems to win tournaments, but he never wins the top field tournaments. Yeah, Brendan Steele, you know, there's a difference between winning a playoff event and winning uh, and winning the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, I mean, think about it. David Tom's never became a captain. He won the major. He won the PGA. Never won a major. Became a captain, and I don't know if those guys. If they never became captains and they have good credentials and people really like them, I don't think Patrick Reed will ever become a captain. Well, next next week we are going to focus because you know there's a lot of speculation at the Ryder Cup whether Steve Stricker would get another chance, uh, and we're going to talk about what makes a captain, what what yeah, we feel. I think yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what makes captain. But Rich, I might be, you know you know how I feel about this cap, the whole captain. I think you need to have guys. We need to. Move, I don't think Stricker needs to become a captain again. I think we need to move on to the younger guys and have them be president's cup captains, then Ryder Cup captains. But we'll get into that we'll next get into week. It. I think it'll, it'll be a great topic of conversation. So what we're going to do the rest of the time? Let's just talk a little bit. You know, once more, we. You know, you know, Stacy. My, uh, you know, my favorite week of the year is is when I get to spend with with my with my brother Stacy at the Ryder Cup of, of every two years. Yeah, and that's the best time of year. I'm telling, it's the best. And, I, and I'm just, I can't. The countdown's on to Rome already. Countdown to Rome, and we had a fantastic time. We've we've given our given our our our, our beefs. Our beefs were not enough screens, and the food was piss poor. Yeah, the 
Coup was visible. I'm tired of Michelob. I, I don't. I never want to see another Michelob Ultra Can, and I don't want to have a Bratwurst for another. Uh, let me think. So two years, Rich. Uh, oh, I'm, I don't think they're going to have any bratwursts in, in Rome. No, thank God. I think, I th- hopefully we'll have calzones and, and uh, yeah. you know, uh, paninis and, and things like that. Yeah, and, what, a great, and, what a great venue. I mean, it was a great venue out there. What a beautiful place. I just, uh, wish, I just wish people didn't litter so much. There were yeah, so, you yeah. know, so much, so many beer cans on that beautiful course every day. Where do we get these people from? I don't understand it. It's just getting litter. I mean, no one, I mean, they don't litter in their own back, in their own home, yards at home. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, we used to, we used to complain just about Glen Eagles and what, what they did in Europe, but no, we can't, we, we, we can't hold the, uh, the, the, the Wisconsinites blameless. A lot of, absolutely. a lot of drinking, drinking leads to bad behavior and drinking leads to littering. And just yeah. there's there are freaking trash cans everywhere. And you know, Rich and I are not homers. I just want to let you guys know we love the Ryder Cup because we do love good competition, and we want both sides to play well. We're we're not homers for the Americans. We just like looking at good golf and talking about it yeah. and that's what we like no I mean I, you know, honestly I, I'm, when I'm at the Ryder Cup I'm rooting for the American side to win but I'm rooting for good shots when Paul Casey holed out in front of us you know from the fairway bunker on 14 we gave him a huge ovation as he deserved absolutely but there's no need to boo players in the, in the putts don't boo the putts come on it's okay it's golf and we like the Americans and we like the European players because there are a lot of great European players and they play as well as we did but there are a lot of great players, and we like putting them all on. So, all right. So, uh, before the Ryder Cup, uh, Brandon Quinn of the Athletic went over his list of who he thought would be the top one to twenty-four most impactful players at the Ryder Cup, and we thought we'd we'd talk about who we thought were our one to twenty-four performers and compare it to what Brandon Quinn thought at the beginning of the tournament. Uh, again, Brandon Quinn's a fantastic writer. If you have a chance. If, you, if you're a subscriber to The Athletic, read his golf stuff. He also does college basketball. Uh, and when I, when I, when I said on, on our Twitter site, we do have a Twitter site, uh, a Ryder Cup podcast, Ticket to Ryder, that I was going to do this, he, he, he got a kick out of it. And I think he was a little embarrassed about his pick number 24, but otherwise he did pretty well. 24, I can't believe it. So who, who in your mind was the best performer at the Ryder Cup of the 24 golfers? Well, if I just had to take records alone, Dustin Johnson, five zero, you know, the best the best player out there. But that, I mean, arguably the best player out there. But I think he had the best performance at the Ryder Cup. I, I think so. Not only not only was he five and zero, but he was the driving force in a lot of those you know team matches. And then and then he you know he he easily won his singles match. His singles match was you know not even a contest and against Paul Case. He wasn't he wasn't even a contest. And the second best was. Uh, uh, the Gretzky, Paulina Gretzky, because Rich was able to take a picture and send it for one of our friends who wanted to see her. So I, I said, put her number two ahead of Paul Markov. <laughs> I put, I put, yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. That was that was for Nick Casanos. Interestingly, Brendan Quinn only had DJ thirteenth, and I don't blame him. You know, I would have put DJ right in the middle of the pack because he's never really played well in the Ryder Cup before. His his prior record was something like seven and eleven. It wasn't good. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, geez, what a great. And I think it was good for him to be the, the the elder statesman. I think it got him, you know, you know, uh, 
he he probably took on a little bit more leadership responsibility, which he has not been used to taking on. I think it got him fired up a little bit. Yeah, and you know what, Rich? I think he didn't have the fight on the plane on the way from uh, Europe with uh, Brooks Koepka. You, you, you don't think he had a fight with Colin Morikawa? <laughs> <laughs> that fight, that fight wouldn't last very long. At least DJ and Kepka. I think Kepka could beat up DJ, but but DJ could dunk over him. So I think so, right? Yeah. Um, so we both we both have DJ number one. So you have Colin Morikawa number two. I did, yeah. And I have Patrick Cantley number two, uh, just on the basis of the fact that Cantley won his singles match. Uh, he he beat Shane Lowry, whereas Morikawa tied Victor Hovland. But they were both great. They were both three zero and one. I have Cantlay's number three, so he's my third player. Uh, and uh, uh, Brendan Quinn actually thought they would both do well. He had uh, Cantlay as number four, wow. and uh, Colin Morikawa he had his fourteen. And I think I think people were fooled because Colin didn't play well in the playoffs, but he had a little injury and he ran out of gas after the Olympics. And he, you know, kind of got himself back, back rejuvenated, back in form, and was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like an iron player and a course like that, I don't know how you can choose him so low, right? I mean, that's an iron player's paradise, that uh, whistling straights out there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, after that, um, so that's one, two, and three. Who do you have as four and five? Four, I had, uh, I had John Ramos four. And I have Sergio Garcia's I, I agree completely. And, and uh, uh, Brendan Quinn had them as 1-2, and I don't blame him for that. I think I, think I would have had them as 1-2 coming in as well. Uh, John Rahm, the best player in the world. I, I, don't, I don't think that's disputed right now. And Sergio Garcia, the best Ryder Cupper, really, of all time. All time, yeah. And then number six, I had Xander Shoffley. Who'd you have, Rich? Uh, I actually had Xander Shoffley. Uh, uh, what, what a good one. He was fantastic. He really was three one and You know, he was great. He, he he didn't win a singles match. That's the only one he did win. But what a winner! I have him marked down as a winner. And and in the singles match, he played well. Rory just you know after after being after being in a fog for 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 two days, Rory came out and played like you know like a congressional U.S. Open Rory. Yeah, absolutely. He was fantastic. Who'd you have as number seven? Oh, and by the way, Brendan Quinn had him as seven as well. So, so I had Scotty Scheffler as number seven, and the reason is this: I had Scheffler as seven and Bryson DeChambeau as eight. They had the same record, two zero and one, but and they both took down giants. You know, Scheffler took down John Rahm, and and Bryson took down Sergio Garcia. But I thought Scheffler had the harder role because Scheffler is a birdie machine, and he was asked in four ball not to play his normal game. He was asked to be steady Eddie, keep the ball in the fairway, and let Bryson go for his hero shots. And as well as he played that role, got along with Bryson, who's not the easiest guy to get along with, and then to top it off, not just beat John Rahm, but dominate the the number one player in the world. I have Scotty Scheffler as, as number seven. And just, awesome. and just yeah. incidentally, uh, you know, this is, this is where Brendan Quinn didn't do well. He had Scotty Scheffler as 19 and Bryson as 24. Wow, 24, Bryson, the last guy on the list. Well, I had Victor Hovland. You know, I know he didn't have a really good record, 0-3-2. Oh, but, you know, he had some bad parts. I think he had partners weren't as good, 
but he played well. I mean, there are a couple bad shots, of course, but a couple good recovery shots. I thought he was fantastic, Nick Hobler. You know, in the circumstances, first Ryder Cup, I thought he was fantastic. So Victor Hovland, Brendan's Quinn had him as fifth. I have him significantly lower down. I have him as 15th uh, just because, you know, he didn't score. But I agree with you. I thought he played much better than his record. He, he was, uh, you know, he had to compensate for some really poor performances by mostly by Paul Casey, who should have been better, Tommy Fleetwood, who should have been better. And I think he was put out once with Bern Wiesberger, and that made no sense to me. I mean, I think Victor Hovland should have went out with Shane Lowry, and they should have put those two together right away. I mean, I think that would have been a great team, those two. Fantastic team right away. Um, okay, so after Victor, who did you have after Victor? Uh, number eight, I had Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, and then... Said, no, no, I'm sorry. I had uh, Victor Hovland as number eight, actually. Okay. Well, you had Bryson as seven, Victor as eight, and Scheffler as nine, right? Or... Yes. Okay. Yep. I, yeah, I had Thomas as nine, I think. Oh, Thomas. Well, I have Thomas as yeah, nine, right too. Now, yeah. Thomas did not have his best stuff, but still went two, one, and one, and kind of, you know, just kind of gutted through some performances, and then, and then of course, played great in the singles, uh, yeah. dom- dominating uh, Ty Hatton. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, I thought Thomas was, at 10, I had Kepka. Who'd you have at 10? I had Berger. I, I, I had Berger and Kepka as 10 and 11, and I put Berger as 10 because he didn't have a freaking temper tantrum on the 15th uh, green oh. that, made, that made Sergio Garcia burst out in laughs at how infantile he sounded. You know, that's like a surgeon like yourself, Rich, when you're in the OR and someone asks you a question and you look at him and say, Do you know who I am? Do you know what I do every day? Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like, no, it's like Daryl Brett. Daryl Brett, a local surgeon here, yeah. uh, running over some, running over somebody uh, at uh, at the airport and saying, "Do you know who I am?" Yeah, no, I can buy and sell you. That's I can buy reason. and sell you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yes. Brooks. Yeah. Well, he's going to make a little bit of money in that fake event with Bryson DeChambeau. That uh, yeah. the way the way he's playing might be over seven and you know uh, seven and six or something with Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. How's he playing today? Did he play okay? Did CJ come? Uh, he actually played pretty okay today. The last I saw, he was four under par. So he, he, he played pretty well. He hasn't won any tournaments lately, you know? I mean, well, he did win uh, last, he did win last year, Phoenix Open. He won Phoenix. Yeah. 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 All right. It's a typical event. They saw a lot of uh, Michelob Ultras there, I'm sure. So let, who'd you have last? Let, let's go to the bottom. Who, who, That's who? interesting. Let me see. Who did I have? Oh, I, I think I had either Matthew Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick I had last. Yeah, I felt bad for Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Uh, not not only is he not suited for the course, but he was also, you know, he was paired with Lee Westwood, you know, who wasn't going to give him much help. I had I had Burnt Cheeseburger last because, you know, I guess I just saw too many shots from Burn where the nerves just, you know, got the best of him. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of shots, Rich. I mean, as amateurs, I, we could hit those shots, seriously. I well, mean, you, you could hit those shots. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I... Yeah, it was amazing. I, I was, he was. I mean, he's a good golfer, Bert, Bert uh, Cheeseburger, but you know, it just wasn't good. The Ryder Cup for Matthew Fitzpatrick and Bert Cheeseburger. So we, I, yeah, that well. I, I had, I had, I had Fitzpatrick twenty second. Casey, I had twenty third. I mean, he lost. Yeah. He was zero and four. He was zero and four. Wow. And never would have expected that. Uh, you know. Uh, oh. Never would have expected. Now, no. Brendan Quinn actually did. He had Casey as 19, which, which I would have had him well higher up there. Higher, wow. He 
Wiesberger's line on. I mean, he's kind of close to it, right? Yeah, he was correct. He had Fitzpatrick and, Wies- and Wiesberger low. And Wiesberger low, who, yeah. Who, did, who was your lowest-rated uh, American? Lowest-rated American, um, I think it was Jordan Spieth. So Jordan Spieth went one, two, and one. It's funny. Brendan Quinn actually had him as the, his top-rated American. I'm not really sure why. Cause, I don't understand that. Because Jordan had kind of gotten back into form, but he peaked in the summertime and had not did not play great in the playoffs, didn't really play great in the in in the majors. Um, I'm glad he was on the team. I felt good. He made that hero shot on 17, you know, hitting the ball straight up in the air and giving Justin Thomas a chance to to, to tie to have a hole that they needed to stay in the match. That JT missed the putt. Uh, Who's your favorite player? Not favorite player of the Ryder Cup that did not play well in either team. Take your best, you know, the favorite player, player you like watching that you didn't. The expectations were high, but he didn't, you know, reach the goal line. Hmm. Well, I know that's hard because of the Americans. There are only three Americans with losing records, and one of them is yeah. Tony Finau. He was one and two. Is that a bad performance? I don't know. Tony Finau was great on Friday. Uh, he had like eight or nine birdies on Friday with Harris English. Yes. Saturday, Harris English kind of carried the team a little bit more than Tony Finau. And I kind of got the impression on on Sunday that Finau was playing Ian Poulter. And I think when the U.S. was up so high, he he may have let off the get let up on the gas a little bit. Um, I think the biggest disappointment I had is, you know, it's hard because a lot of these European players who didn't play very well. I guess it's McElroy. Uh, yeah. It's got to be McElroy. I love Murray McElroy. I love the comments he made at the end of the Ryder Cup where he was in tears talking about how his individual honors didn't mean shit to him compared to the Ryder Cup. Um, I love how much he cares. I love how honest he is. Uh, he is one of the rare few honest, soul-bearing athletes in the modern in the modern world. And I am was... Very sad for him that he played so poorly. I'm yeah. glad he won, even though he had to beat a guy who I really uh, admire in Xander Schauffele. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad he won on, on Sunday. Yeah, and I tell you, my disappointment was Tommy Fleetwood. You know, yeah, coming into this, he wasn't playing well, but, you know, his, based on the last, in France, he was amazing. And he was a really, he was a one, two, oh, oh, one, two, kind of a disappointment for a guy like Tommy Fleetwood. We saw Tommy Fleetwood come off the 14th green one time with a look that, that looked like somebody had just run over his dog. He did yeah. not look happy. Yeah. So you know, sad. Yeah, he my, did. One of my favorite players on both European Tour and the PGA Tour, and he was not good at this, and he was very dis- I was very disappointed how he played. All right. Well, there's our there's our there's our one to twenty four. I you know I I don't know. I had the Shane Lowrys and Victor Hovlands and Ty Hattons right in the middle, and and uh, yeah, and then I had as nineteen, twenty, and twenty one the old the, you know the the old guys, uh, you know Westwood or tw- nineteen and twenty Westwood and Poulter, uh, who both won their singles matches. Both finished one and two. They were. You know, they were of no help to their teams on Friday and Saturday. But, you know, good for them. They won their singles matches. Oh. West, Westwood Westwood beat uh, Harris English and Poulter beat Tony Finau. Well, the way I'm looking at this, Rich, I think, looking at the European tour, there are uh, a couple mainstays on this team. Rom, Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy, Victor Hovland, and Shane Lowry. And I think the rest is up for grabs. I think all those other ones are all those other 
positions are up for grabs. You know, we we ought, we ought to have a podcast, and, and you know, if if any of our if any of our European listeners are out there and would like to, who are big you know European PGA Tour fans, and would like to join us, I, I would invite any of our any of our listeners uh, who want to to join us for a discussion of who is going to be the new guard from the European Tour. I think that would be a good podcast discussion. Yep, I agree, Mitch. I think so. I mean, I think that's a great podcast. Let's do that in the next couple sessions because I think, like I said, I, I have a list and I think some of the old guys out and new guys in, and I think a lot of these guys are going to be replaced. Unless, of course, they play well this year, the next couple seasons, but I think that will be a great pod. Well, I think that's that's good for this week. And again, we're sorry we're a little bit late for you. It's not it was technical difficulties, and we will be back with you uh, early next week after the tournament. And thanks for joining us on our first episode of season two, Ticket to Rider. Ticket to Rider. We'll see you guys later.